is a Woodside Church podcast. If you weren't here right at the beginning, just to explain, we're doing things a bit different today. We're going to be praying a lot today. And uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask someone to come and help me uh, as we pray for different things uh, today. Just to give you an idea where we're going. I don't know about you, I like to know roughly where we're going. Are you, are you like that? Maybe it's just me. But, but okay, so we're going to be praying for New Day in a moment. Tell me more about it. Yes. 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 Two people. Great. Okay. Uh, pray for New Day in a moment. Uh, then we're going to be praying. For, then we're going to go. So we're going local. Then we're going wide. Then we're going to pray for the nations. Number of different things we want to want to share about there. Then we're going to come back close again. We want to pray for our good friends Richard and, and Gaynor Clements and some new things that they're moving into. We want to share and pray some things for them. Uh, and lastly, we want to make it broad but very personal. We want to pray for everyone here who is unwell. And uh, there's some things that we know people are, are, are going through at the moment. So we want to pray that God would move powerfully in their life. Amen. And there'll be time as well to pray for our loved ones and our friends who may not be in the room today. So we want to cover those things. Uh, and we may sing a song during that. We may look at scripture. And we're going to finish at 2.30 today. (laughs) Didn't you get that message? Okay. Okay, let's do this. I want to warmly welcome. Well, let me just say, New Day is an amazing phenomenon. uh, And it's when we gather uh, sometimes six, seven, eight thousand teenagers. It's happening not this week, but next week. Uh, We want to pray for all those involved uh, and pray for some of the things that we know are happening and need to happen. And I've asked someone to come and share. And this is the amazing Bill Luak. Bill, tell us in your own words about New Day, what it means to you, and what you're looking forward to, my friend. So New Day is like a festival that teenagers go to to like help them um, give their life to Christ. And it happens every year in like the summer. So, yeah. I- it's as simple as that, you know. God comes, impacts teenagers, lives are transformed. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most personally, Bill, for, for this coming week? Just have fun. Have fun? Yeah. As well as fun. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, obviously, like, uh, yeah, praying and stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I, I haven't primed you for this, but do you know how many people are going to be on our, on our site, on the New Day site, on the, the Woodside site? It's over 100, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah? so. About, about 100... 133, Bill. 133. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, great. Bill, is there anything else you'd like to say about New Day? That's it, to be That's fair. That's it. Okay, well done. Well done. Good man. Good job. Well done. Mark, come and share. This is Mark. He's in the teenagers as well. He's in the youth group. Um, just to let you know a bit more about New Day from my point of view, um, I travel up tomorrow morning at about half past five to get there to start setting the site up. Um, last year, delegates and volunteers, we had 7,100 people on site. This year, delegates only, we're 8,100. So it's 900 more teenagers are going to come and encounter God in a big way. Um, I go, I'm over 60 now, um, but the worship and the energy that youth have when you see them praising God is absolutely astounding. I mean, Bill, Bo, the whole lot is just amazing. And I would encourage you to be praying for them. I know there's a prayer meeting on Wednesday, but what I would ask is just a little bit of prayer for my team there's about eight of us that are set up the whole of the site for the camping side of it. The other people do the venue side. And um, we've got a new electrical company who's never done it before. And we've moved a lot of the stuff around to accommodate the more numbers. So I would appreciate if you start praying on Monday and then really pray on Wednesday for the youth to go for it. <laughs> well Cheers, done. Marty. That's great, Mark. Well done. Well done. Just before we pray, I'd just like to say one of the things that, that after lockdown, there was lots of uh, things that uh, people shared, concerned, generally concerned, you know, it, where's the church for the future and how does it connect with the younger generations coming through? 
And we're actually seeing the opposite is happening. We're seeing that younger generations are looking for clarity in life. And they're finding something in Jesus. So the fact, the fact that numbers are up, uh, I don't know what percent, seven to 8,000 is, but that's a remarkable growth. Uh, and so we're really encouraged. God is doing something in our young people. We see it reflected in our own teenagers here, but it's obviously happening broader across our churches as well. So we want to pray. If you are involved in New Day, or you're going to New Day, I'd love you to stand in your seat, please. Okay, shall we start by praying for all these folks that are stood and who they represent? We've also got Ollie and Matty at the back who are standing, but you may not see them. And while we do it, so we're praying for these guys, but we're also praying for all that's been shared. Can we do that together? Okay, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the blessing that New Day is. Uh, thank you for the amazing work that is done in the lives of so many people, like many of the youth team included, that we've come through and, and really encountered you in the meetings and learned more about you in the, in the messages that are brought in the mornings and the evenings. We pray that as we bring hundreds of young people this year, that we'll be able to minister them to them, that you will minister them to them and speak to them personally and really that they take hold of everything that you want them to be. Uh, we pray as a God of the weather that you bring hot, but not too hot, and dry weather uh, for the thing. Um, and we pray that there is a real unity on our site as we gather four churches with us from Italy, from um, Milton Keynes, and from Luton. Yeah. We pray there is unity with our young people and our leadership teams. Uh, we pray for Ollie as he leads the youth team, that you give him strength and you give him patience to deal with the leaders and the young people throughout the week. Uh, and thank you, God, that we have so many amazing youth team who have given up annual leave joyfully to be there on site and support yeah. our young people. We pray that you just meet with them through this week. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thanks, Matt. Grab a seat, everyone. Thank you. As, as was mentioned, this Wednesday evening, there is a, a further prayer meeting for New Day, 7.30. Uh, the plan is, how this came about is, as parents come and drop off their, their cases, we encourage them to stay for the hour to pray rather than just make it a mechanical thing and a practical thing which needs to be done. But all are welcome to join this, e this Wednesday evening, 7.30, if you want to pray with parents and the team uh, for New Day. We value your prayers. It's going to be a great week. We pray for you, Mark, and your teams and the setup teams. We pray God bless them too. So important. Amazing people take annual leave every year to serve uh, our teenagers. It's such an amazing phenomenon. Wonderful. Okay, well, moving on, uh, we love to pray for the nations, uh, and uh, some of the things we want to share are, are things that are, we are connected to through uh, people in our church family. There are many connections we have with the nations, uh, as I'm sure many of you will know, Sue Lee has just returned from Albania. Praise God. She had a phenomenal trip there. So I'm not sure if Sue is here today, but, but many of you will know uh, uh, what Sue's been involved in there. I noticed Dan Martin is with us from Turkey today. So good, Dan. Welcome, my friend. We're hoping to get a date in August uh, to give some real concentrated time to pray for Dan. Uh, and so that's exciting. Uh, but there's a few things people I want to ask uh, to share. I want to start with uh, Samuel Luak. Uh, Sam and Therese and family. We've already had Bill. It's going to be the Luak show today. Uh, we've already had Bill up. And Sam is going to talk about Sudan. Uh, uh, not caught on our media hardly at all, sadly, is there is an awful situation breaking out in Sudan. has been happening for a number of weeks and months. And so we wanted Sam to share, to bring some insight, and we really need to pray for God to move. Uh, and so, Sam, would you please come forward and share for us? Thank you. Use that one. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is a privilege for us as a church family to pray for the nations. Um, you know, in April, uh, war started in Sudan, and it's still going on. And sadly, the news is not bringing anything that is happening right now. So as a church, I want us to pray for the situation, peace and security to come back to the country. We pray for those who are stuck in Khartoum, which is the capital. There are so many bad things going on. No security, no food, no services, no hospitals, nothing. So we just need to pray for these people. We pray especially for churches. Uh, most of the church buildings I know are looted or burned in Khartoum. 
uh, as we talk right now. And there are so many people also being targeted because of Christians, one of them being one of my friends who is a pastor uh, who was just targeted a few days ago because he's a Christian and he's a church leader that is well known. So let's pray for Sudan. Let's pray for peace and for security. Let's pray for, uh, for Christians especially because there is now a movement to really discourage the church in Sudan. And all these distractions, I think, is intended for the church not to stand again. People who have left may not come back. And some of the church buildings that are looted were built by missionaries in 1950s, in 1940s, and now suddenly they are destroyed. So we pray for the nation of Sudan. And I have the privilege to be able to be uh, in contact with so many people inside Khartoum, and we have prayer meeting every Tuesday. So let's pray for the nation. And let's pray that God is good all the time. Yeah, and on. even in the midst of conflict, God is so good. There are so many testimonies I hear from the people in the ground that really encourage me. You know, So we pray as a church here. And one of the things really I was sharing last Tuesday with two people who joined us from Khartoum. And I told them that our church has been praying for you. And it was just a great, great encouragement. We will never seen them at all. But to know that we pray for them, like now, we represent God. We represent other nations before God yeah. as we pray right now. Yeah. Right. So let's pray for Sudan. Yeah, well done, well done, well done. I tell you what, why don't we uh, gather with a few people around us? Let's just sort of move out from our seats. Is that okay? Uh, and let's get behind this prayer points that Samuel shared is on the screen. Please, would you pray? As we pray, God moves. As we pray, God moves. Please pray for Sudan. Let's do that now. Thank you. Father God, we cry out to you for this nation, Lord God, for the, for the people of Sudan, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. It's not a nation that we see on our screens, but Father God, it's a nation that we feel for in our hearts. Father God, we invite your spirit, Lord God. We, invite, we pray, Father God, uh, continue to give us a, a, a spirit of supplication, of prayer, Father God, for, for this nation, Lord Father God. We cry out to you. Send your angels. Release your angel, Father God, over that, over that country, Lord Father God. Send them to protect your people. Send them to do wonders. Send them to calm down the situation, Lord Jesus. Show that your people are a special people, Lord Jesus. Father God, for every family, for every individual who's fled, Father God, we pray, be their comfort, Lord Father God. We pray for their provision. We pray, Father God, they could be as the original disciples, that when they fled, they shared the good news. Father God, we pray that, Father God, what they, the enemy intended for evil, that you would, you would create for good, and that you would create a, a, a Sudan where your, your, your kingdom flourishes and where people flourish. In Jesus' holy name, we pray for Samuel as well and his family. Father God, where the, the, the weight of people just uh, sharing their horror stories can be uh, overwhelming. We just pray, Father God, please come. Give them the comfort of heaven that they can comfort these, Father God. And we, we, just, we just come to you for them, Lord. Help them, Father God. They have to switch their phones off or whatever, Lord, Father God. But Father God, just be their, their strength. And we, we, we cast their burden onto you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Just as we're standing, thank you, Peter. Just as we're standing, I'd love to pray for Samuel, Teresa, and uh, uh, boy, Bill, and Ben, if, if, we, if, if I may, uh, just to pray for you as a family. So you're already near people, so just if they're happy to, just maybe put your hand on their shoulder. Lord, we do cry out for the Luak family. We thank you for them. We thank you for what a blessing they are to us. But Lord, we do pray for them as they try and cope with all that's happening in their homeland. Lord, I pray for strength for them. I pray for peace for them. I pray, Lord, that somehow you would enable them to bring strength to others, some of whom are still in Khartoum. Lord, I pray that you would give them great wisdom as they bring advice to others, as they seek to care for some that are dispersed and some that have left the country. Lord, we pray that you would bless them at this time. 
Lord, we know that you are always enough for everything that we face. We thank you that as challenges increase, your grace increases too. And so, Lord, we pray that they would know of your grace and your favour at this time. Lord, we pray that there would be a time when they would be united with friends and loved ones uh, who are currently in very difficult situations. Lord, we pray for all those that are under oppression, that they would be rescued. Lord, we pray for peace in Sudan. Lord, bring it, we pray. Stretch out your mighty hand, we pray, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to move on, but stay with the nations. Love to ask Andre Bonrenko to come and, and share. Let's welcome Andre. Shall we? Thanks. Thank you, Martin. Morning. Morning. Yeah, thank you for praying, and I think it's good tradition <laughs> to spend whole Sunday to pray for local what God is doing and for the nations as well. Um, yeah, I'm not going to paint whole picture, but just very specific uh, what's going on in Ukraine as war uh, continues. Mm, you know, after Russia damaged the dump, and now we're thinking about nuclear uh, power plants, plant in Zaporizhia, and also generally, when uh, the things are not going well for Russian army on the battlefields, the propaganda is raising up idea to use nuclear weapon more and more. So it's real danger, but uh, prayer is powerful. So we'll pray about this. Also, let's pray generally for war to stop. Yes. Because if not stop in Ukraine, definitely it will continue in Europe especially Baltics, Poland, and it will be worse. So I think it's, we need to pray, we need to continue to pray. Uh, also, another one, huge area, it's uh, families who divided because of the war. 11 million people left, mostly women with kids. And uh, it's more than 16 months now. It's a lot. Kids are growing up without, without kind of family life without uh, father, brothers around. It's painful. I know after a while we'll say, wow, we've got unique experience because our kids became bilingual. Sometimes they're learning three languages, they're engaging culture, they will bring this experience and knowledge back to Ukraine. It's unique. And our nation will be reshaped by, but before, the families has to survive. Because yes. I know there are some, some families break down already. So it's quite challenging. So let's pray for this as well. And we need a supernatural, a supernatural economic uh, and business recovery in Ukraine. Because actually there are no jobs. Economy doesn't work and it's not helpful for the families to uh, continue family life. So this is four areas to pray for Ukraine. And we, we, we have, we have uh, hope and we have faith for future, but we need just God's help to go through this. Yes. And, yes. and uh, Martin asked me to, to share about our mission as well, because it's not only helping to survive, we continue to preach the gospel, and we see the kingdom advance as well. Um, um, in September, from 18th to 21st, we are gathering our church planters in uh, Krakow. It's next study year we started, and David and Sila will be with us. Uh -huh. And David will be the main speaker. And then we are moving uh, to Munich to have first event there because we are praying for Munich event, we are praying for planting a number of churches, group of churches there, and we have no plans yet. We're just going to be there. And you know, sometimes when you are, you are there, you're meeting people, right people, and God is open. Sometimes we need to make these steps of faith. So please pray for the September. Uh, uh, 
in, in Ukraine, there are a lot of open opportunities because churches started to serve in many places where, where uh, the church never been presented. And people are extremely open. So many new church plants are happening. Not o- only in our family church. We're just little. Ukrainian church is huge. So do not miss these opportunities. When people are open, sometimes we are too concentrated for humanitarian help, social, and forgetting. We need to share the gospel. The yeah. gospel can change a life. So to, to, uh, to pray for our churches, do not lose this focus on preaching gospel and planting churches amongst these difficulties. For people who are outside of Ukraine, uh, it will be on the screen actually, Uh, to find right place to be rooted. Also, special grace uh, to learn language and culture, to find a job, place to stay, make friends, share the gospel, plant churches. This is picture we are living with. Also, we need leaders and teams because, you know, you can have a group of people, but it's hard to plant if someone doesn't have a call to lead it. Mm-hmm. So it's big. And, and personally, for me, to be able to see opportunities because it's not always where we have a group of people, there is a potential for new church plant. So, we need to be very sensitive and really led by Holy Spirit to see where God wants us to plant church and which people will be key to build around. So, yeah, thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Andre. Thank you. So I'd love us to pray, uh, of course. I'd love while we pray, maybe some, if some folks would go and uh, we have translation in the, in, in, in the corner and so many Ukrainians are in that area. Hello. Uh, and, and so uh, maybe some could go over and join them and pray for them over there. Uh, but let's really get behind. So there's two, one is for the, all what's happening in the war in Ukraine and the other side is for the mission, the mission opportunity. When the church was persecuted in the early church, it was scattered and that became part of God's plan remarkably for incredible advance. So we're praying for that to be the case in this situation. All right? Let's pray, shall we? Amen. Amen. Please draw your prayers to a close. So we're going to stay with the nations for a moment. And so, sure. So i just ask David to share more broadly some other areas of New Frontiers, churches, our family, our wider family, uh, to lead us as we pray. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's quite difficult to home, on and home in on any particular situations in terms of our wider family. We're now working in over 90 nations and uh, seeing church planting across the world. And it's hard, therefore, to particularly... But I've just chosen three. Um, Firstly, leading on from where Andre left off in terms of Ukraine, could you please pray for our brothers and sisters and our family in Crimea? Um, we were able to meet with them recently in another country and uh, it's been very, very tough for them. Crimea was annexed by Russia in 2014 and it's been particularly difficult for Protestant Christians there and uh, the uh, Yuri who has been leading with wife Victoria been leading our churches in Crimea um, Uh, has been under such terrible pressure personally many summonses to court and so on so and so much so that uh, he had a stroke just earlier this year and um, uh, yeah just pray for him and the family and for our churches there what they're doing is supplying lots of humanitarian aid and preaching the gospel into the areas occupied by Russia now in East Ukraine because from Crimea they can get there so they're doing that Um, uh, and uh, I was due to preach to them a couple of weeks ago by Zoom but unfortunately um, technology failed so I was going to try and find another time but uh, really pray 
for our friends in Crimea and uh, the, the necessity for leadership change and all that sort of thing to be worked out. Okay. Uh, secondly, um, I was uh, earlier this year gathering with uh, leaders of networks of churches across East and Central Africa and um, representing between five and six hundred churches and it was a tremendous time just to be helping and coaching them but I'd like us to pray for a couple of things firstly our friends in our Somali friends we have a number of uh, church leaders who are linked with our family who are living outside of Somalia now because of the persecution there's a price on their heads and that sort of thing so they have to be very careful but they are actually releasing material online in the Somali language sharing the gospel and then there's small groups both in Somalia and Somaliland um, and terrible terrible persecution and uh, so the leaders have um, a six-figure price on their heads for them to be killed and so on. Please do, do pray for our friends who are part of our family in amongst the Somali people. Okay, also for many Africans, this is a global situation, but the uh, recent stopping of the allowing of uh, food from grain from Ukraine to go into Africa and the destruction of a lot of the Ukrainian grain is going to have a massive effect across that part of the world because uh, Ukraine uh, wheat feeds millions literally across the world and it's going to affect all, uh, Africa generally and our African churches in particular for our prayer. Okay, um, I think actually I'll leave it at those two this time. I was going to go on to one other nation but I'm conscious of time um, and there's uh, plenty there um, but it'll be good with Dan here if some of you just surround him and pray for Turkey there'll be an opportunity as Martin said again later in the month or later in August but um, I was going to say a bit more about that situ about the whole Turkish thing but I think we've stuck on time so, so some of you pray for Dan uh, and then in our groups Pray for Crimea and for Somalia. Okay, I know you may not know those places at all, but the Lord's at work. Amen. Great, Dave. Thank you. Okay, let's go for it. Thank you. Being reminded by all these things that we've been asked to pray for of uh, Psalm 33, which I think I read in a service recently. And I'd like to read this really as a prayer that this is what God's word says. It says, the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and he sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything that they do. No king is saved by the sides of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. Thank you. On those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Yes. To deliver them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Yes. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Yes. So, Father, let it be to us and to the nations according to what's written in your word. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Fantastic, John. Thank you so much. Please take your seats. Well, thank you for all that shared. As, as I mentioned this uh, on the nations, there's so much more we could say. 
Uh, but it was so good to pray for those different parts of the world. Please keep praying for the things that have been shared. Uh, our prayers make a difference. It's remarkable how God has planned this, uh, that our prayers should actually shape what happens today and in the future. So let's continue to, to stand for our friends. Uh, teenagers going to leave now, our youth, so have a great time, guys and girls. And thank you for your attentiveness and being a part of this morning. We do appreciate it. We'll see you all later. Now, moving on, uh, I just some of you uh, would have received an email that I sent to the church uh, earlier on this week, I think it was, just sharing uh, the news that, that Rich, Rich Clements, who's with us, Regina, uh, is stepping down as an elder, feels it's God's, God's plan, God's right timing for him, uh, which we're very supportive of, uh, and particularly... Uh, and Richard's going to come and share a bit about this. Uh, he's looking, and they're looking to join the house congregation. And so this is very much a, a change of season for them, but really a mission opportunity to reach those that may be a more disadvantaged background, maybe not connect with what we do on Sunday mornings. Uh, I do actually, Debbie, could you help me please? If I do this now, I'll forget if I don't do this. We wanted just to give a, a gift and some flowers. Rich, the flowers aren't for you, uh, but you're welcome. I don't know, you know. So, so Deb, would you please, uh, and we, we really just give opportunity just to, let's just first thank Rich and Gaynor as we do this. Rich, would you join us, please, my friend? And uh, Rich is going to share just to give us a bit more information so we can really get behind them. We want to pray for Rich and Gaynor afterwards. Uh, we want to pray God's blessing as they this change of season. Over to you, mate. Brilliant, thanks. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see you all. It's been a little while since I've been here. I think about four months since I last stood up here. And lots has happened in my life in that time. And it's been exciting. It's not been bad. It's been exciting. So Martin's asked me to come up and chat to you guys and just give you an update on where Gaynor and I are at, actually. So we've heard just now, we've heard about um, the world, and that's really good. The gospel needs to go out to all the corners of the world, and we all agree with that. Amen? Amen. But it also needs to go out to Bedford. All right, so, so that's really important to remember. So, okay, so the last, about 18 months ago, I went to a pastoral forum at another local church. And while I was there, the lady who was leading the session asked God to come and speak to individuals within the room about their walk with him and to reveal what he had for them. And I closed my eyes and I saw a very clear vision, which part of which I've preached on in the past, part of which I didn't reveal to the church because there was a question that I couldn't answer at that time. And I saw, very, very briefly, I saw a, a footpath, the, my path, my Christian walk with God. It was very clearly in front of me. And at one point the lady said, I want you to look round and see the path that you trod. And I turned round and I saw in my mind's eye this cobbled stone walkway. And that had been my experience as a Christian in the, the RAF, as a Christian in the police service, it would have been a hard, hard walk. And I could really relate to that. And then to the left, there was this area of woods. And to the right, there was this pasture. And God's, Jesus was here speaking to me about what I was seeing. But as I looked ahead, I could see something in the distance, and I didn't know what it was. Well, I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it meant. And it was a wooden gate completely across my pathway. And the only way through this gate was either to climb it or to open it and walk through. And I knew that God was telling me that a new season was coming. And it was in the distance. I and mean, this is a year and a half ago now, God spoke to me. It was in the distance, but there was going to be something new coming. So God has spoken to me, to Gainer, and I believe to the church over recent months in fact, God was speaking really, really loudly a little, a little while ago. And I believe God was telling us that he wanted us to do things differently. Week after week, there were prophetic words and a real sense that God was speaking to us as a church. And I felt that call strongly for Woodside Church, but also strongly for Gaynor and myself. 
there was one particular word that was brought that talked about a small boat with about 20 people in it. I don't know if you can remember that. And it was small, it was flexible, and it was maneuverable. And this sat with me. And then there were umpteen prophetic words from several, many, many different people actually were brought at the front. And I just felt really powerfully that God was doing something different. So God spoke to me personally, as well as to the church. And I want to just bring those things to you so you get a, a, a feeling of where God is taking us. So I was praying, I was preparing for a preach. Here I was upstairs and I was reading the Bible and God asked me to put the Bible down and to pray. And I did that. And I closed my eyes and I saw a mountain. And on the side of the mountain, there was a small new stream. It was coming out of the mountain. And it was refreshing the area where it was coming out. It wasn't an old stream. It was a newly formed stream. And as I was contemplating what this meant, my phone pinged. And I had a look at it. And a very close friend of mine had sent me a scripture verse. And it said this, it's Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. And it says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Many of you will know what it feels like when God speaks to you, you get an assurance that hits you smack in the heart. And it happened to me, and I knew God was doing a new thing, and I was going to be part of that. The second thing that God gave me was a picture of a boat. Now, I remember back to Brian's prophetic word, it was a lot of it was about boats. I saw a huge boat. Now, if you can imagine a big, tall skyscraper and you have a window cleaning platform on the side of it so that the windows can be kept clean. Well, I saw a huge boat with a platform hanging off the side of it. It was a wooden platform, and it was full of paint pots. And I felt God said that he was going to start something smaller, a smaller platform alongside the larger church, which would serve very differently that there were paint pots on that platform and this was work that was to be done. There were work, was work to be done. The third thing that happened was in this building on a Wednesday morning, a member of Connections came up to me and told me this story about a guy who had come to know Jesus. He'd been coming to Connections for two years and, and this particular person was explaining to me the process of how this person eventually came and gave his life to Jesus. And it was an exciting story. It was one of those really wonderful moments when someone was so excited because they could see Jesus was on the move. And at that moment, the guy who had become a Christian walked into the building. And I was introduced to him. And the first thing, the guy who introduced me said, oh, this is uh, Richard Clements. He's one of the elders here at Woodside Church. And this guy goes, well, is he safe? And I go, yeah, 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 of course he's safe. He's, he's one of the elders here at Woodside Church. And then he says, um, but I'm not going to come to church. And that really hit me. And I went upstairs, and Martin had a hub meeting going on upstairs. And it was going through my mind. And I felt the Holy Spirit just fall on me. And I looked out of the window at the back of the church into Dover Crescent. And I saw all these people walking past the door. And I had a real sense of how these people are not going to be walking into this building. This isn't a safe place that they would perceive for them in this building. This isn't home for them in this building. We need to do church differently. And I prayed in the spirit out loud, God, 
we need to do per church differently. These people were lost. They were without hope. And this is a very powerful moment for me. So this is just part of the journey where other things have caused me to feel unsettled and prompted me to seek God and ask what he wanted of me. And it has become clear that it was time to climb that gate. And I've done that now. I've climbed that gate. Many of you know that Luke felt led to start a small gathering of people. This resonated with Gainer and myself. And we've been going along to that group now for the last over two months. It's been amazing. It's a different expression of church, but it's still church. It's part of Woodside, but it is very different. And I, I, I believe that that will be used, or groups like that will be used for people to come to know Jesus. I, I firmly believe that. Neither way of doing church is better than the other. They're just different. And it's still part of Woodside Church. So we're looking at opening up a second smaller gathering in the near future. And I feel now it's an appropriate time to come off the eldership team. It's been a privilege to serve the church in this way. And I hope God has used me during my time. Gaynor and I have loved and do love being part of Woodside Church. And we've been here now for 20 years. My kids have all grown up in this church. We continue to be part of it, but it's going to look very different. And we look forward to seeing what God has planned for us individually and as a new congregation. So we value your prayers. Please pray for us. Please pray that God will bless this new venture as we step out and doing what we believe God has told us to do. That's it, really. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Rich. Very helpful. We want to pray for Rich and Gainer. Maybe the easiest thing is, is where, Rich Gainer, maybe you could stand where you are. Those around you could pray, but we could all pray. Is that all right? Please stand together. Uh, if anyone wants to go and pray for them, please feel free to do that. Uh, let's come to God. We really want to pray God's blessing on this new season. Uh, to connect with what Luke's doing in this house congregation. We want to pray God's blessing to reach those that wouldn't connect on a sunny morning, maybe those from different backgrounds. Uh, let's come to God and pray as this new season comes into being. Let's come to God together. Just as we're praying together, and there may be individuals just actually specifically praying uh, where Richard and Gaynor are, um, 1 Corinthians 3, and Paul says this, He's talking about leaders and how leaders view themselves, how the church views leaders, and how God views them. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. And Father, we pray with thanksgiving for Richard and Gaynor. We thank you for the seed of your word that has been sown over the years as they have served in different capacities and over the last few years, Richard as an elder within this church. And we thank you that they have also watered seed that has been sown by others. And we pray now for them that in this next phase that they will have fresh seed to sow your word and that they will also continue to water seed sown by others 
and that you would give much growth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we thank you that this is all about you and your church and building your church. And when Richard was sharing his story, I, had, um, I remembered spider plants. I'm sure you all know what a spider plant looks like. And they have a habit of giving off lots of little babies. They have like shoots that come off them and there's a little baby spider plant that is ready to be planted out into soil. And I just had a sense that the Holy Spirit was saying that this, this is part of the organic growth of the church and that his um, Holy Spirit is on this and that there will be other instances. We don't know. It's going to be different in, in, for many people. There's many people here that God will cause to start planting out things and it's uh, and I just want to pray for the stability of this congregation father god we thank you that this is all about you it's about you planting your church and it's about you reaching people for with the gospel and so lord we pray for the stability as it were of the mother spider plant we pray father god that you would um just cause uh, more nourishment and people to be looking to you in this and not to be unsettled and not to be destabilized because this is all about you we need to keep our eyes on you it's all about you so we thank you father god for what you're doing and we pray that you would cause more um, multiplication to occur organically, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're building your church. We thank you so much for Rich and for Gaynor. We thank you for how they've cared for your family here. We thank you for how they've pastored us. I thank you for how they've given of their time and energies. Lord, we thank you for Rich's role as an elder here, how he's been one of the fathers here, and how he's served us in that way too. Uh, and Lord, we uh, thank you for the work with Project Forlorn and how that's been strengthened and expanded in their, in their time of serving that area. But Lord, we, we look to the future and we look to this new season. And God, I pray a huge blessing on Richard and Gaynor. Lord, we pray that this would be a season of great fruitfulness, a season of real breakthrough. Lord, I know on their hearts and on ours too is to see many come to faith come to know you as their Lord and Saviour. Lord Jesus, this is a missional initiative. This is to try to seek to reach those that maybe we wouldn't normally reach. Lord, we pray that would you build your church amongst us. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Thank you. Please take your seats. We did say we pray for the sick today, and so we're going to do that. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you're... you're uh, allow us to run over a little bit to do that. I did say I was going to bring a short exhortation about God's word. I'm not going to do that. Hold your applause. Easy, easy. I am going to read God's word. So I'm going to read an example of Jesus healing a blind man. Just allow the word of God to inspire us, bring us faith. In some respects, it's this that has life. It's not the preacher. You know that. It's the, it's the living word of God. Let me read to you God's word, and then I'm going to ask people to stand if you're able to, if you're unwell, uh, and we want to pray for you. Is that all right? Let me read. This is a remarkable story. Oh, I'm so eager to preach from it. It's crazy. Okay, this is from Mark 8. They came to Bethsaida, and some people, if you're, if you're well today, you are now some people, brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by her hand and led him outside the village. When he, when he had spit, spit, when he had spat, okay, when he'd spit or spat on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. I mean, who am I to question grammar? I mean, come on. <laughs> and, and put his hands on him. Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. In other words, they've been partial healing. I can see something. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't, go, don't even go to, into the village. Uh, and it continues, and I won't go into it. We want to pray for people today. Uh, just to say, 
Healing can sometimes be a process, can be gradual from these scriptures. Uh, just to say that this is, this is descriptive of what Jesus said, not prescriptive. So you don't have to spit at anyone this morning. If the Lord leads you that way, I mean, you know, I don't know. Just a little bit about laying on hands. Just something we want to make more of our practice. Please ask permission about laying on hands. And just please put it in an appropriate place, like on a shoulder. Uh, uh, be sensible. But some people don't. That doesn't bless people, actually. So there's nothing, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It's descriptive. But actually, most importantly, Jesus moves powerfully. And he proclaimed that the kingdom of God is here now. And we believe in that. We know there's a future kingdom to come, but we know God is breaking in to now. We've got stories we could tell. Not enough time for that because we want to pray. Is that okay? So if you are unwell... Uh, please would you stand if you're able to, or if you're not able to stand, just put your hand in the air. We'd love to gather around. So there's Chris in the back. There's Rich. There's Debbie. There's people around. Nice and bold, nice and high. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, we believe in the God who moves. Just before we start praying, just Chris has got a word of knowledge, just love to share. Sorry. I'm uh, really stepping out here, to be honest with you, but I felt early, much earlier in the meeting, I felt God sent me to there's someone here who at some point broke their collarbone and it's never healed correctly. Anybody here had that? No? Oh. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, cool. Wonderful. Well, not wonderful, but, you know, uh, uh, but, but, praise God. <laughs> Let's pray, shall we? Let me begin and lead us, and then I'll leave it to you to pray. God, we pray, would you come now by your spirit? We thank you that you're a healing God. We thank you that we could share, if we had time, story after story of your healing power. We pray now, stretch out your mighty hand. Stretch out your mighty hand, God, with healing power. We pray for future kingdom, the future to break into the now. We pray for your kingdom to come now in Jesus' name. We pray for everyone represented here. Everyone stood up. We pray, Lord, would you bring healing? Would you bring transformation physically in their body? We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.